Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to yet another episode of Big Brain Cricket. I'm your host, Tumuk Alan, and alongside me is my co-host, Achit Prasanna. And today, we are going to cover a lot of topics on what's happening around Indian cricket. On the finishing up of this ODI series against Sri Lanka, and the beginning of a new series against New Zealand and coming up with Australia. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get started with this. It's uh, it's been a wonderful series for India, mm-hmm. and I think lots of positives are there to take away from this series, especially Virat Kohli's form where he's back in full flow. His seventy-first century came in three years. His seventy-second came in three months. His seventy-third came in three weeks, and his seventy-fourth has come in four, uh, three days. So. is getting better and better and apart from that mohammed siraj's form with the ball especially in the power play has been absolutely brilliant and i think there was a controversial call on who should play between shubman gill and ishan kishan especially after ishan kishan had that 200 but i think this knock from shubman gill has really shown that he has the character to play as the opener exactly both shubman gill and ishan kishan are incredible talents for the future of indian cricket team it's only fair that shubman gill gets a good run he has the incredible class and the temperament is just beautiful for an opener that makes him kind of settled opener alongside rohit right now but talking about siraj his rise over the years and the ability to move the ball both the ways is just phenomenal since the england series where he learned the wobble seam he has been using it perfectly depending on the situations and challenging the batsman to play the ball true and alongside him with uh, shami opening the power play bowling from the other end it's looking like a very good pace attack yes umran malik has done well but uh, i suspect that he might have to give way for bumra if bumra comes back speaking of which bumra has been ruled out for another month because his injury is still not back to full fitness so we might we might see him come back for the third test versus australia but there's no confirmation on that i think he'll just turn up directly for the ipl i think he might show up for the odi series against australia Ah, uh, it's fair. Enough. I think it's doable. We have a strong bench. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, it's good that they are taking great care of Bumrah and don't want to rush things with the World Cup ahead. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. So it's been a good series for us against Sri Lanka. Um, no one really expected Sri Lanka to come here and make too much of an impact, but I think Dasun Shanaka was. the lone warrior in the entire series props to him deserves the ipl contract yeah dasun sharaka is just standing out rest of his whole team he has taken his team to a long way where it could have ended very badly but i think it's a very great collective effort from the sri lankan side but surprising to see the sri lankan sri lankan spinners not picking up the wicket 
true. I mean, uh, you can't really blame them though because the conditions weren't really helpful for the Sri Lankan spinners. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav just managed to uh, extract much more from the pitch than they did, probably because of the time at which he bowled. But yeah, that is pretty much it about the Sri Lankan series. There's not much to discuss apart from the fact that Kohli uh, Kohli got back his form. Coming to the New Zealand series, squads have been announced for the ODIs and the T20 series. There are some surprising picks here, and the 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 standout name over here has to be Prithvi Shaw's name. Yeah, surprising. I I would have wanted him to play the ODI series. He has done a phenomenal job in the white ball cricket in the domestic season. and even in the red ball uh, it's kind of a dicey choice that they have made to bring him into the t20 side nonetheless i think it's all about experimenting it's fine true okay so before we get to the t20 side let's just take a brief look at the odi squad there aren't too many changes apart from the fact that akshar patel and kl rahul will not be available for selection due to family commitments um So in their place, you have KS Bharat and uh, Shahbaz Ahmed making their entry into the squad. Aside from that, Shardul Thakur is back, the Lord himself. Yes. So overall, a pretty strong squad, but there shouldn't be too much of a difference between the the Sri Lankan ODI eleven and uh, the New Zealand side ODI eleven. The only difference we might see would be Ishan Kishan for KL Rahul. and apart from that nothing else because you need a wicket keeper i think they will be ks bharat in for kl rahul with considering there is the australia test series so i think they want to give ks bharat a good amount of game time he has been a part around the indian red ball side for very long time and hasn't made the debut yet so i think they want to give him a game good game time before the red balls yes but on the pecking order it just feels like ishan kishan might get the nod ahead of him especially after that double century he hasn't played a game yet so they're not exactly rewarding him for such a good knock they might just push him ahead of ks bharat but you never know since uh, like if they end up winning the series uh like the first two games they might give the last game to ks bharat so what i think is ishan kishan is part of the t20 side as well true so i think he will get a run with the t20 side and ks bharat will get a run with the odi side yeah it's highly possible so now that we're talking about the t20 side there's again not too much of a change between the side that played the sri lankan t20s apart from the inclusion of uh, prithvi shaw and i think he he scored a triple hundred in the ranji trophy and he's supposed to get a chance in the test squad based on that and out of nowhere they've added him to the t20 squad and i find that a very dicey situation yeah you already have like shubman gill i don't know why they are looking into a simil- similar quality of player when you have shubman gill already opening in the top order and you have rutiraj but already one in the bench 
Yeah, your your top order is already cluttered. You have Ishan Kishan, Shubman Gill, Ritraj Gaikwad, Rahul Tripathi. All these guys are capable of playing in the top three. So another top order player does not make too much sense to me. I think they just added him to the squad because uh, they wanted to reward him in some manner for that triple hundred in the Ranji Trophy. So again, I don't see a point of putting him in the T20 squad for that purpose, but. this is something we've seen from the selection committee quite often yeah talking about rewards rewarding a player i think it's only fair if sarfraz khan gets a reward well i was just going to get to that since uh, we have the test squad also that's been announced for australia you have pretty much the, the same core overall but i really thought they'd include sarfraz khan who's been in a in a quite bradman esque form over the past few years in the ranji trophy bro forget bradman he has an average more than bradman too and to maintain that average over four years is absolutely insane and what surprises me here is the inclusion of surakumar yadav instead someone who has not really played any test matches In a, in a long time, it's very surprising that they'd include Sarfraz Khan's teammate Surya Kumar Yadav, despite Sarfraz's performance over the past few years. I have a contrasting uh, choice for this. So mm-hmm. Surya Kumar Yadav's pick is really a great choice because he has been playing the domestic cricket for the longest time. Yeah, he's been around for a decade. Absolutely, he has. all the experience that he has that he can bring into the indian side and more than anything he is capable of hitting the ball 360 degrees anywhere any part of the ground and his fearless cricket is what brings him into the squad we had a, a fearless cricketer rishabh pant who is missing out due to his accident yeah very unfortunate but it's fair that you are bringing a similar quality player who plays with a similar intent rishabh pant He's our leading ranked Test batter from Indian side, and he's missing out on this big occasion. Yeah, I mean that's a very fair way to look at it. But uh, again, I don't think KL Rahul as wicketkeeper in the Test eleven would be that much of a good idea because you need a pure wicketkeeper, and that's where KS Bharat's inclusion makes the most amount of sense. So including Surya Kumar Yadav in the eleven does not make space for KS Parat, and that might cause a few issues, especially when yeah. it comes to keeping in India on Indian pitches for uh, bowlers of the quality of Ashwin, Jadeja, and Kuldeep. So let's just quickly look up at some stats of Surya Kumar Yadav in first-class cricket. So he has played seventy-nine games and scored. 5,500 odd runs with a highest score of 200, a staggering average of 44.75, and decent strike rate of 63.56. I think it's fair that he's got a chance in the red ball as well. Yeah, absolutely. His inclusion is not uh, that much of an issue. It's just that I don't see him playing in the eleven, and I really think Sarfraz Khan should have also gotten a chance. Those are the only two points that I had, which surprised me with Surya Kumar Yadav's inclusion. But this brings us to another problem due to the absence of uh, Rishabh Pant, 
we do not have any left handers at all we have akshar patel or jadeja play who will play at what 6 7 maybe and uh, there so we we don't have any left handers in our top 6 which is supposed to be the batting core not just in uh, our test side but also in our odi side you have rohit sharma shubman gill ishan kishan shreyas ayer kl rahul hardik pandya no left handers there and in the test side you have rohit sharma kl rahul pujara kohli ayer and it looks like ks bharat might play as a wicket keeper if not even if they play surya kumar yadav no left hander again so ishan kishan's presence makes a lot of sense but i don't see him getting a chance in either the odi or the test side and the lack of left handers might just hurt india um you know with the quality of bowling that australians have no not really i guess so this has worked for india for quite a long time have having majority of the players right handed not really a big issue like uh, okay when when jadeja shows up i think uh, it shouldn't be too much of a problem because then you can use him as a floater in case you need a left handed you can promote him up and down but i don't think you can do the same with akshar patel so yeah a lot yeah. of combinations that uh, the indian side can try out and quite a few good headaches for them to have Jadeja has been asked to play a domestic game for Saurashtra. Yes, I mean it. It will be good practice for him, though. He hasn't played cricket yeah. in quite a long time, and uh, it's been months together since he's, you know, been on the field. So one Ranji game before he shows up for the Indian side will do him a great deal of good. True. Also, coming back to Virat's seventy-fourth run. So what we saw in this series. What do you see the difference of Virat playing his, getting his seventieth ton and getting his seventy fourth ton? I'll I'll make a comparison between uh, three types of Virat Kohli. One Virat Kohli who was back in his prime, you know, the twenty sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen range. Another Virat Kohli that we saw recently after the Asia Cup, and the Virat Kohli that we're seeing now. So first, I'll get to the Virat Kohli that we've seen after the Asia Cup. You know, scoring his seventy-first, seventy-second, and seventy-third hundred. In all three of these, he's given chances to the opposition that the opposition failed to grab. And yeah, you'd you'd go back to those games and you'd think, okay, what if they taken that catch? Because Ibrahim dropped his catch, Litton Das dropped his catch, and then in the Sri Lanka series, I think Kushal Mendes. and then dasun shanaka also dropped his catch so in situations like these you would wonder what would have happened if they taken those catches now you look at the comparison between kohli back in the day in his prime and the 74th 100 which he scored in the third odi against sri lanka the instant virat kohli walks out to bat he makes his mark he scores a few boundaries here and there and uh, you know he announces to the entire stadium that he has arrived onto the pitch that is one thing i used to see in the kohli back in the day he used to get off the mark with a nice straight drive or a cover drive did the same thing in this 100 as well and another very good improvement that i've seen which is even greater than his prime is the ability to hit sixes 
it's been yeah. insane eight sixes and not just small sixes these were huge sixes you know crossing the 90 meter 95 meter range so it's huge positives and if if he can bat at a strike rate of 150 in odis that's absolutely insane from my perspective yeah what i have seen is the strike rate has improved massively and i'm happy that he's playing a lot of shots on the leg side and not trying much on the covers which is his strength still but it's good that he's he's also strengthening his leg side range and long hitting range absolutely and the moment he walks in they strike rate the first 10 15 balls the strike rate is good then he takes his time a little bit of consolidation and once he goes past the 50 run mark it's time for acceleration absolutely it's it's the classic virat kohli template it's like he's just built for odis you know let me rephrase that it's like odis are built for him yeah true that makes sense and in other news around the world i think uh, the bbl has been very interesting the south african uh, uh, sa20 league has been beautiful to watch you know nice yeah. little talents uh, sprouting everywhere Yeah, what are the three names that actually like that made you wow in SA T20? Okay, in the SA T20, I like the way uh, Donovan Ferreira played in the in the first game. Apart from that, Will Jax has also been beautiful, and uh, I think Duel Brevis still has a way to go, but he's still been doing really well. Duel Brevis, absolutely, the very first game he made his mark, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Donovan Ferreira. Apart from the first game, he didn't get quite a run in the rest of the games. True. I think like Kyle Mayers has been has got a fair success in this league. True. He's been bowling well. I I really didn't think that Kyle Mayers as a bowler would prosper too much, but in this league, he's really done a good job with the ball. We all thought that. Mumbai Indians Cape Town had a very strong team and they have won two and they have lost two so that makes this league much more interesting that even the strongest team on paper can be defeated any day mm. no yeah i think the main issue with mi is uh, their captaincy since rashid khan has been handed the captaincy i don't see him with the same amount of experience maybe rabada might have been a good choice but then again you never know So that is probably why they have won two and lost two games. Yeah, it's interesting. Let's see what happens. But yeah, I think uh, we've covered pretty much everything that's been happening around the world of cricket. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And this is Sachit Prasanna signing off with some of us.